0: The Offside Rule, we get it. It's brought to you by Continental Tires.
2: Hello and welcome to episode 19 of The Offside Rule. We're in season three, by the way, if you're not up to date with that. It's Lindsay Hooper. Kate Ball, say hello.
3: And Hayley McQueen. Hi there.
2: Hello, girls. The three of us reunited. I have to have a bit of a catch up with you, Hayley. How was your Christmas and New Year? How
3: was that work? Christmas Day, Christmas Eve, Boxing Day, Happy Blooming Christmas Haley, and New Year's Eve I was back in work again but I did have a couple of days off in between where I waltzed back up to North Yorkshire so it wasn't much fun so I'm just actually pleased to be back in London, settled, I've got a few days off now so... I had my Christmas last week when you guys were recording your podcast. Nobody wanted to go out. Nobody wanted to eat. Nobody (laughs) wanted to drink. It was terrible.
2: (laughs) Uh, I certainly don't want to drink anymore. We won't go into that, though. Um, And you're not really big on drinking at the moment after baby, are you? No, I can't yet, but um, I will be indulging soon, I'm sure. Okay. well, we will crack on with the topics in question for this week. We're going to talk a few things. We're going to talk Africa Cup of Nations, which is going on this winter. So some young African rising stars. Mm. I've set you that challenge of finding the best in the business. And also, what do you
3: make of that? This is Hayley McQueen's clever title. Mm. Do you want to explain? Basically, Raheem Sterling was sent to Jamaica for a little bit of rest and recuperation because we know he gets tired. He's been Instagramming pictures of himself just chilling out to the max on a beach. And we just thought it would spark a topic as to where footballers could be sent on holiday, maybe some unusual places that we'd send these Premier League stars packing, perhaps. So put the emphasis in the right part of your title then. What's
2: your make of that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is the topic. Um, and also, we're going to start by going through predictions, because every season, what we do is we have a point system. Now, if you need reminding girls, because I take this very seriously, as you both know, uh, I think I won last time, actually, by oh, the way. Right, yeah. Just so getting right. that in. Yeah. Um, four points if you're spot on with a prediction of who will finish in first, second, third and fourth in the Premier League, who will get re- relegated in 18th, 19th and 20th, and the three teams in the the order that they will come up from the championship if you're spot on you get four points if you just get the team but in a different order you get two points and at the end of the season we tot it all up we come back to episode 19 we listen again get the proof it's quite a long day's work for our editor actually so the most you can get then is 40 Yes, which you're not going to get 40, Kate. so. I can tell you that much right now. Um, so we're going to start with Haley, as we always do. Your top four. I'm wondering if, if any of us have got Southampton
3: in our top four. Let's find out. I don't, but I do have Manchester United. My surprise, surprise. yeah, my head is telling me they'll finish fourth. My heart is telling me. I'm plumping them in there for third position. I've got Arsenal, who will be fourth. And I've actually got City and Chelsea up there as well. In what order? Well, Chelsea. I think they're going to finish top of the league. I think their head and shoulders are better than Manchester City. I think on their best day, they are better than City. I think Cesc Fabregas with his assists... Yeah, you've got City who are going to remind everyone that they just won the title a year ago and they'll be looking to definitely try and defend that and that will be something to kind of urge them on. But Mourinho, he's just going to want to do it, isn't he? The other two spots available, of course, battling out for Champions League. Interestingly, Manchester United and Arsenal play each other on the penultimate game of the season. I'm just wondering whether there might be a Southampton that have snuck up in there or maybe even a Tottenham. Who knows, maybe even Liverpool uh, up there in the fourth position and one of these two need the points to try try and get that Champions League spot or it could be simply the two battling it out for the, the bragging rights of one finishing above the other third and fourth. Um, United have I think real attacking talent. They will have to bolster their spine I think in, in the transfer period. I think they're going to do that. Uh, Arsenal definitely going to need to do that. If they don't they're absolutely going to finish fourth and maybe even just outside uh, the top four as well. They've actually finished in the top four for 16 consecutive seasons. Every year you think something's got to give. So those my four. Um, Arsenal, as I just mentioned, going back to transfers, definitely need defensive midfielder. That is key to them um, continuing the rest of the season in good form, they concede a lot of goals the last few games they've actually had clean sheets they need to improve on that not the goal scoring uh, but defensively particularly defensive midfield so let's hope that they sign someone interesting in January, maybe, I don't know even prove me wrong.
4: Before I go straight into mine didn't I call out James Milner possibility that he'd go to Liverpool and what a good fit that would be and the rumours are abound now the transfer window's open Um, but I'd like to um, before I do disastrously at this particular section (laughs) where I try and predict things. I'd like to point out that I have made one correct prediction in the last sort of two years. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to go exactly the same as you, Hayley, very boringly. I know, not very original, but we did come up with them independently, I promise. First, Chelsea, I can't see past them. Mourinho is on a mission to do it this season, particularly when City usurped them last season. The squad is there for City, but I just don't see the team playing together as a unit like I do with Chelsea And I don't see that Pellegrini has the qualities that Mourinho has in terms of taking them beyond the finishing line to clinch the title. Louis Van Gaal, look what he's done considering the injuries that they've got and it's um, been called into question quite what he's doing with the players and training for them to pick up quite so many injuries. Di Maria's had to take a back seat hasn't he because uh, Mata's doing surprisingly well this season or certainly has been the last few games. I made up a rhyme, oh dear where can Juan Mata play? Do you remember and I never, never featured it on the podcast so it's going to remain that way because he's found a place to play now but the minute that Juan Mata doesn't have a place to play I've got a, got a little song lined up to the tune of oh dear what can the matter be but instead it's oh dear where can Juan Matter play
2: <laughs> I, think, I think we got that from the first time you said it what an audio little treat that will be oh um do you want to make this really really boring when we're looking at the top oh. of the Premier League because oh, yeah, I have gone the exactly yeah. the same although I am really tempted just because Mixed the, the competitive Can't part really. of me Can't wants name. to replace well Chelsea, I said from the start, from the beginning of the season, I said Chelsea. So I don't want to deviate from that. Although I think Manchester City will give them a really good run. Um, when it comes to goals as well and goal difference, if it comes down to that, whoa! I mean, is there is there going to be much, you know, difference between them? Because Aguero um, is going to be back fit. We've got Costa, who's who's back scoring as well. So it's going to be tight one to call. I don't think there's going to be much in it. It might even go down to the last weekend. But I'm going to go Chelsea, Man City in second. I've put Manchester United in third. The reason being, I looked at the fixtures coming up and I can't see Manchester United dropping that many points. I mean, I know people have said that already. on the way to this point of the season. Um, But I think think with the talent that they've got, a few players that they're going to bring in in January,
3: I think it'll be enough for them to get third. And I also think as well, the situation at the moment... They don't really have any key injuries. There's only Ashley Young.
2: Yeah, I think the gap, though, between Manchester City and Man United between second and third will be quite a lot. I think it will be about seven points. So just pointing that out. Um, And then I was torn for fourth between Arsenal and Southampton. And history says, as Hayley McQueen pointed out, that Arsenal will do it. Arsenal also, when you look at the bench in the last game against Stoke... It was pretty impressive, wasn't it? When you can see Wolcott on the bench, um, you can also see Koscielny's back, now. Is back yeah. Ozil's back in the squad. You've just got so many options for Arsenal in an attacking point of view. I think they will give a couple of teams a good drubbing. I think they'll get their, their goal difference up and I think it might even come down to goal difference with Southampton.
4: My fourth for Arsenal is reliant on them signing you pointed out defensive mid, I think that they need defensive reinforcements too. So them signing a couple of good defensive players. Relegation. Haley
3: next. Mine's simple, boring, easy. Leicester crashed and burned already, going down. By the way, you have to put them in order, so 20th, so you think they're bottom? Okay. Okay. They're absolutely bottom. Burnley featuring just above them, and then I think QPR, again, are going to be in a real, real battle, only just uh, scrape their way through, being able to get promoted. I think they're going straight back down. I just don't think they're good enough. They're all over the place. And Harry Redknapp, I can see, potentially even walking away from QPR. I don't know how he keeps doing it. The fans on his back, Every single game, and a guy without being disrespectful, because we've got Wenger and, and, and Sir Alex Ferguson who've you know managed into older years. I guess you could say, Why does he need the hassle anymore? I just think head back down to the South Coast, enjoy a nice time with Sandra, enjoy your retirement. You don't need all the problems that come from the fans and the constant nonsense that he has to go through. I just think, just walk away.
4: Trying to get Harry Redknapp to leave QPR is a bit like trying to get Lindsay to leave a keepy-uppy competition without having had at least a few goes. Uh, I think that he'll stay at QPR and I think that they'll just squeeze through the experience that they've got in their squad. And they do have talented players there, but most importantly, the experience will... We'll see them through, but they do need to stop their players um, apparently scrapping Mm. with fans
3: at the end of games, which is what happened at the weekend. Yeah, but you mentioned experienced players, Joey Barton, yet again Mm. getting involved in the right way, breaking it all up again, like the party at Christmas.
4: Welcome to the fray, the brand new Joey Barton, all squeaky clean. Uh, so I have gone Leicester to go down bottom of the table. Here, Nigel Pearson's going to lose players to AFCON. That's not going to do him any good at all. I think they're on a hide to nothing. Can't see anything for them but to go straight back down to the championship. Now, I've gone for a, Because we've all gone for the same Oh, uh... Oh, don't do this. Oh,
2: hang don't on. No, scared. hang on. Hang on. hang on. Hang
4: on. I've decided... Developer. No, hang on. I've decided to mix it up a bit here because we've all gone for the same top four. No. no hang on.
2: Yes, <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> can't just say no yeah what I mean is this is who you think you can't just say it for the sake of it you have to go with who you think you know how logical I am and you know that I'd
4: never do this and that I, unless I'd had a good old look at the facts and figures okay. I'm quite an analytical person thank you very well, much you Lindsay that, but
2: I know who you're going to say and you say it every year yes
4: uh, <laughs> anyway before I move on to them uh, in 19th position I'm going to go Sunderland they didn't look great against Liverpool at all I think I'm not too confident about what's going on at the club there and because I think Burnley are going to stay up thanks to Danny Ings and also I really like the spirit of the Burnley squad as well I really think that they will do something if they can keep scoring goals like that brilliant I think Burnley will stay up it'll be a bit of a surprise pick it'll be a bit of a struggle but it'll happen QPR as I said I think they're going to stay so who's going to go from the rest of them well I've gone Sunderland uh, to finish in 19th and Aston Villa I'm going for them again if Aston Villa
2: don't change their manager this is my caveat they'll go down got nothing to do with the manager it's all to do with the owner and it's all to do with money at Aston Villa the the problems are much deeper rooted than who's in charge and actually given the the players and I think they've spent about three million pounds since Paul Lambert's been in charge, which is small fry in the Premier yeah. League. What more can he do with that?
4: Well, okay. If they change their manager, he will have to have a new transfer budget. He'll have to be given money if he comes in at the right point in the season. I'm saying that Paul Lambert, if he's going to go, will, will go soon. Um, but not only that. Um, if you get a new manager in, that is going to be the, the sort of temporary plaster. That is going to last to plaster them through <laughs> to survive. If they don't change their manager, they don't. Change it up. And I know it's the owner's fault, but I'm just talking about about on a very basic
2: level. If they don't change it up, they're going to go down. I think they'll probably just survive like they have done the last few seasons. I don't think it's good enough for Villa fans and I think they will be livid come the end of the season again with what's been another disappointing campaign. I think they'll probably finish in around about 16th, 17th. Um, I'm going to go with both of you in 20th. I'm going for Leicester. Um, I think that Nigel Pearson's done a sterling job there. I think they had a great start to the season, but I can't see them picking up enough points. Uh, I also think it's bizarre, isn't it? But I think it's sort of accepted that they would perhaps stick with Pearson and maybe come through and and bring the side back up again. Um, You know, you get that impression from a few teams that actually it would be okay if they went down because people aren't expecting major success. Sunderland. I've also gone for in 19th. (laughs) So we're joint there. Kate Borsay. Um, Sunderland. I think, have got quite a lot of problems. Mm. Often, they're really difficult to beat at the Stadium of Light, and that is quite a tough fixture. But away from home, a little bit like QPR, they're not having much joy at all. And... I just don't see where the goals are going to keep coming from. Uh, I think they're going to struggle. And unless they bring in a few key signings in this January transfer window, and let's remind ourselves, it's not like there are many brilliant players out there. A lot of it is taking a risk and a gamble. A lot of it is just loan players, players that are coming out of contracts. Not everyone's going to get a bonnie in this window. So I don't think Sunderland are going to have enough in their armour to stay up. So I've got them in 19th. And I've got Burnley going down in 18th. I think it'll be a valiant effort and I would love to see them survive given the spirit of the players, like you've mentioned, the job that Sean Dyche has done. But for the same reasons as Leicester, I don't think anyone's expecting Sean Dyche and Burnley to stay up and I think he'll be safe in a job and I think Burnley will go again and I think they'll finish in 18th and go down Um, not far above them by the way I think you'll see Hull I think Hull probably will be in 17th and 16th Aston Villa the
1: female
0: take on football
2: so who will be replacing 18th, 19th and 20th relegated teams in the Premier League from the Championship Hayley McQueen we'll go
3: through these quick okay well I have got um, Bournemouth to be promoted but not as champions I'm going to go with Derby to finish top, actually, Um, just from what I've seen so far. But I do have Middlesbrough to go up. I think it's going to be really exciting. Ita Karanka just excites me. They're kind of just going about the business in the right way. And finally, things are starting to click. I do have Derby finishing top. Yes, Eddie Howe got manager of the month recently. He's doing a sterling job at Bournemouth, but I don't have them um, continuing at the top.
2: So Derby to be champions, Mm. automatic,
3: you're going who? So, Derby to be champions, Bournemouth automatic, and then Middlesbrough
2: through
4: the playoffs. Through
3: the playoffs, yeah.
4: Well, my top two are the same as Hayley. I think Steve McLaren is doing a fantastic job at Derby. Um, They look good to me. So, Derby, top of the league. Automatic. I've gone Bournemouth, actually. Uh, They lost for the first time since the end of September against Norwich at the weekend. Um, I think that they've got too many goals in them not to go up. I have to say, I think think they're going to do a bit of a Liverpool and that the goals will see them through. I really like the look of their strike force. So, Bournemouth and in second, um, in third, I've gone for Watford. a Bit of an out there cho- choice, but I think that things will start to get consistent for them. They are fairly um, good week in, week out. And I think if they just carry on on that even kill, that they could well, through the
2: playoffs, um, find themselves in the Premier League next year. Well, I've gone for a team that you've both gone for to crash out, that have been doing well all season under Eddie Howe, Bournemouth. But I think what might happen is I agree with you both that Derby will be champions. I think they will actually get a little bit ahead and maybe have about a three-point cushion come the end of the season. Steve McLaren, experienced manager, Derby County, a team equipped and ready for Premier League football. We know that. But second place, I think, will be pipped to by Ipswich under Mick McCarthy because Mick McCarthy, as we know, I'm a bit of a fan. He took Wolves up. Um, He's taken two teams, Sunderland as well, up from the Championship to the Premier League he knows what that's all about so I have faith in Mick McCarthy taking Ipswich up in second place I think Bournemouth will just miss out and then what inevitably happens in the playoffs is the team that just miss out on that automatic spot fluff it a little bit Mm. I think they'll get to the playoff final but then I'm going with Hayley McQueen you'll be pleased to hear Middlesbrough I think Ita Karanka has had a great debut season with Middlesbrough and I think it will be crowned with some silverware at Wembley in the playoffs So Middlesbrough in third to go up.
0: Hi, I'm Matt LaTissier and you're listening to the Offside Rule, three girls talking about football.
2: On to topic two now, ladies. African Rising Stars. So we've got the Africa Cup of Nations taking place this winter. We've had many pundits and players. I don't know if you've been watching, but they've all been quizzed and been asked about the best African players in the Premier League. A couple of names that keep popping up. I've been asking players this myself, actually, uh, the last week. Drogba and Yaya Toure, of course, were the ones to be said. So I didn't want to ask you the predictable question. Instead, I'm going to ask you about young players who are impressing who are African. So who should we be looking out for? I want a player each and they can be from any team around the world starting with Hayley
3: well mine is a youngster who plays for Algeria he is called Yassine Brahimi. He was named the best African player in the Spanish La Liga last season whilst at uh, Granada. He was also voted uh, as the BBC's African Footballer of the Year in December and a month later won another prize by African governing body CAF as the most promising talent. So he is uh, up and coming. He really hit the scene, of course, with the World Cup uh, this summer. Uh, they were almost the World Cup darlings, weren't they? Algeria. Real surprise. Dead exciting and fun to watch in Brazil. Uh, He's an exciting prospect. Okay. He's 23 years old. So he's not sort of your 17, 18 year olds coming through, but they tend to be that little bit older uh, when they break through uh, in Africa. So he's um, of Algerian descent, of course, grew up there. Uh, They've actually um, reached the last 16 for the first time in the world cup. And he scored in that four, two victory over South Korea, um, which set up a really decisive goal and put them through and, uh, it was just all very exciting. He had a great time. Really creative player. Um, he scored lots of goals as well. He continued his form after the World Cup because you do sometimes worry that they have this great tournament. They're put up there and everybody's um, saying these are the you know next stars to watch and then they crash and burn. Well, he actually joined Portuguese giants Porto uh, from uh, Granada. He scored nine goals in 22 appearances in all competitions. Four in the Domestic League, five in um, the European uh, Champions League uh, as well. So, really exciting one to watch. I was looking at Papa Papamuse Kanate from Senegal, um,
4: but I think his opportunities are going to be limited because of the strength of that Senegalese team. They're one of the favourites, but when you've got um, Kiate there from uh, West Ham, you've got Newcastle's Papisise as well there, although Demba bar 's not going. I think in terms of opportunities, Papa Papamuse Kanate, not so many. So, I've also gone for an Algerian player, 20-year-old Nabil Bentaleb, We've heard about him, of course. We've seen him in action in the heart of the Spurs midfield. Not great timing, this African Cup of Nations. He was out for a couple of months uh, with an injury Bentaleb. And um, he's just finding his feet and he's actually really establishing himself there in the heart of midfield. And he's almost going at just the wrong time in his Spurs career. So we'll see how he does in Equatorial Guinea. Um, so Algeria are one of the favourites and it's likely that we'll see him in action as well. Um, as Haley said, I don't need to repeat it all, Algeria, one of the exciting teams to watch at the World Cup. And actually, Benteleb only pledged his uh, allegiance to Algeria in February of last year. And I think part of the reason for that was that he was going to was going to take him to the World Cup, but but he had the chance to play for France as well.
2: I've gone for Serge Aurier, who's from the Ivory Coast, 22 years old. Now, he moved in the summer to PSG on loan from Toulouse with an option to buy him. And I think they probably will at the end of it. Again, likewise, he had quite an impressive World Cup, although um, the Ivory Coast didn't necessarily have a great world cup he did actually show that he was one of the players to keep an eye on he provided two assists in the 2-1 win over japan you may recall that first game for ivory coast um, and all, all in all whilst he's been at psg he's made 10 appearances He's a right back quite a sturdy uh, sturdy defender spurs and arsenal were actually rumored to be quite interested in him in the summer He's just the sort of player that I can see coming to the Premier League at some point. So keep an eye out for him. Serge Aurier. And I hope that's how you say it. Although you've got the French connections cable say. Aurier. Aurier. Mm. There you go. Um, So he's one to watch out for.
0: Watch videos and hit subscribe to our YouTube channel, Offside Rule TV. TV.
2: Well, before we get on to topic three and we're talking holidays, I think this is actually going to ruin me doing this, trying to imagine far-flung places with lots of sun and beaches. This isn't really what I wanted to be doing right now, girls, (laughs) especially similar as this time last year. I was in Barbados. Anyway, before we do that, let's get this week's Twitter Topic of the Week with Sean Thorne.
0: Twitter Topic of the Week. Well here we go then, long time no speak, Twitter topic of the week, back with aplomb and this week we're talking about your favourite football banners. Uh, I reckon when United snagged their 18th title, I reckon shares in the banner industry must have skyrocketed because no sooner had Rio lifted the trophy, I reckon United fans must have been scuttling away, embroidering their witticisms on various pieces of cloth, mainly at the expense of poor old Liverpool. Uh, Andy Lloyd tweeted us saying that such banners had managed to sneak their way into the cop. One that I saw um, said, you told us to come back when we won 18, now we're back. And yep, they were back, banner and all. Uh, James sent us one over from Villa Park, uh, 2008 2009 season. It was the season of the Messiah. For, uh, for Newcastle, uh, we had, uh, we had uh, King Kev, Alan Shearer, but Villa fans, they were just asking Newcastle, who's your next messiah? Is it going to be Ant or Deck? And what better way to ask such a question than through the medium of a banner? Uh, in 2012, um, while West Ham's playoff semi-final victory over Cardiff was a great day for Amherst fans, wasn't such a good day uh, for some bloke called Chris, as the Sky cameras uh, spotted a banner saying, Chris... You're going to need a new best man. I'm going to Wembley. Very witty. Got to admit, uh, he probably would have made a good best man speech. But pretty gutsy as well, though. I mean, how much of a numpty would you have felt walking home with that banner at Cardiff turned you over? You'd have felt like an idiot. Uh, Natasha sent over a banner from Swansea fans. Loads of L's, W's and D's, which one could mistake. Uh, for being the name of like a rural Welsh village but it's actually just their form in 2014 now if your form can be mistaken for a Welsh town too many L's in it for my liking not like Bristol City at the moment which looks more like an overactive heart rate monitor uh that's all for me this week our Twitter topic of the week I'll be back next week I'll send you back to the girls
2: Thank you very much, Sean, and a very Happy New Year to you. When is it too late to say Happy New Year? I think anything past the 10th, really. Oh, so that was too late. Yeah,
4: uh-uh.
2: fail. I uh, hope you're having a good 2015, Sean. Um, <laughs> let's go on to topic three, uh, what Jamaica that, then? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is all off the back of Raheem Sterling going off to Jamaica. Jamaica, Jamaica that?
3: No, that was terrible. No. <laughs> that sounded Geordie. <laughs>
2: Okay. well, you know that the accents aren't my strong point. Uh, What I want you to do, girls, is give some footballers a holiday. We want to follow in the footsteps of Raheem Sterling and you can give anyone a holiday, but they've got to get something from it. It
3: can't just be a jolly. So why would they go where they're going? Hayley McQueen. Well, some players actually really should have a bit more of a staycation. Um, didn't Rio Ferdinand do that last summer? Do you remember he went to a caravan park, didn't he? <laughs> he went to centre parks as well with his kids and his family. He's got a four, so an unruly mob of kids decided, no, it's best off, we just stay here. Uh, Michael Owen as well in the summer decided not to go away. He spent most of it at various race courses up and down the country. Oh, wow. So maybe a bit of team bonding. I'd get all the managers together and send them off to Ascot for the day into a box. That would be fun, wouldn't it?
4: I'd like to get the managers to do a race. So rather than horses, you've got you've got managers racing against each other around the course.
3: Oh, that's, who do you reckon would win? Oh, f- fittest and youngest, really. Gary
4: Monk, maybe yeah. Martinez. Oh
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd quite like to see Martinez in his kit again yeah definitely well lots of footballers obviously choose to go to I don't know Dubai and Barbados and Abu Dhabi and places like that but what about sending I'm thinking Robin Van Persie just to get a few extra years out of him and doing a bit of Orion gigs I want to send him to a yoga retreat where he does Pilates in fact not just in the summer but maybe sort of a little mid kind of Christmas break I think we should introduce that break and send players like him out there or any of the players who are coming to sort of the end of their years or even the goalkeepers who need to limber up a bit and just relax who you know want to push past the age of 34, 35 and play just like Giggs who says it's Pilates and yoga which did it for him
4: Can you imagine if you're a player you know that your manager thinks you're losing it slightly if you get sent on the Pilates (laughs) retreat, it's like a death sentence isn't it the minute that you get sent off to the Ibiza yoga retreat or the Pilates (laughs) retreat you know your manager's not not sure about your legs anymore
2: Topical alert! Topical alert! I'm going to send off Wojciech Chesney Jack Wilshere, Wayne Rooney, and maybe even Arsene Wenger, because I was at the press conference this week where he admitted he used to deal cigarettes. Oh, <laughs> Did you? Wenger. Yeah, Wenger. Yes. Yeah. Was that supposed to make it all right that um, Chesney. Chesney
4: had um, lit up a fag in the Southampton uh, dressing room?
2: He was just asked about smoking a lot. It got a bit comical towards the end, and then he revealed that he used to uh, he used to deal
3: a few cigarettes in his right. day in the service, wasn't it, when he had to go out on, on, on duty, national service. Oh, yeah. And they were given cigarettes as like a bit of a payment. And then you used to kind of, you know, divvy up your cigarettes and your chocolate and whatever else it was that you got given and, yeah, trade off. So it was a guloire, wasn't it? (laughs) Probably. So in
2: case he's feeling a bit nostalgic, I'll throw him in on this tour as well. So with Chesney, Wilshire and Rooney, who we all know have been caught smoking at certain times I'm packing them off to Serbia, the biggest consumption nation of tobacco. (laughs) They can go to Serbia.
4: Delightful. I've also sent Robin van Persie away by complete coincidence. We've learnt that he's not won the uh, Gold of the Year Puskas Award. Uh, Congratulations Congratulations to Ronaldo, by the way, who picked up the uh, Ballon d'Or. Um, so because he didn't win this year, I'm going to send him off ready to, to develop his goal uh, for the European Championships in France next year. So rather than the seal, I'm going to send him to the Bay of Biscay to learn how to dive like a dolphin. Oh. So... Uh, At the next European Championships, watch out for Robin Van Persie. He's been practicing his dolphin dive at the Bay of Biscay.
2: I think he pretty much nailed it already, hadn't he, with that goal nomination for this year? It was a bit dolphin esque, wasn't it? It
4: was a seal.
2: More of a
3: seal, okay. Um, Any more? Yeah, I'd quite like to send send Mario Balotelli and Ibrahimovic to Miami just for the headlines. Just for the headlines, or even Vegas. And throw away. Vegas! Some yeah. Dangerous, very dangerous. Wow. All the wild boys. Let's just take them to Vegas and <laughs> shove them into a pool party, stick a few paps around the corner and uh, see what we come out with. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you two are both more fashionistas than I am,
2: but I've picked three fashionable footballers here. Emmanuel Frimpong, he's got his own Dench range, hasn't he? Yeah. Alex Song, yeah. who really has got some good attire. Well, they think they're
3: fashionable, that's the thing. Okay, They're yeah. into fashion.
2: Yeah. Uh, and Daniel Sturridge I picked as my third yeah. one. Are you happy with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to send them to Milan, of course. Oh, fashion Atlanta. capital. They've got to go there. Go to a few catwalk shows, maybe bring back a different look. We had David Beckham with us wrong, and we're still talking about it. Here I am talking about it now. We need something else to talk about.
3: As a Manchester United fan, I'm thinking now as well, I might send half of the City squad to LA and New York and just... Absolutely let them live it up all summer in America. Show them how amazing it is. Mm -hmm. They don't want to go back to Manchester City and then they all go and Mm -hmm. sign in the MLS. And then we set up a TV station of our own, Offside Productions, and we have to move there because of the British interest. Speaking of New York, I'm going to send Frank Lampard there for holiday because, let's
2: face it, that's all he's going to go there for. (laughs) (laughs) I think we could also think about sending those
4: Fashionista players up to Dundee. Perhaps they'd like to uh, bring back the kilt, (laughs) reinvigorate the tartan trade up there in Scotland, (laughs) help out the the national debt. Um, Lionel Messi, don't you think there are shades of Mowgli to Lionel Messi? I don't know why I think this, I've always thought it. So I'm going to send him to the jungle with Andy Carroll. Both of them are going to be like little and large. The South American magician and the
2: Geordie lad with the long hair roaming around the jungle. I've just got a few more. Have you got more? No. Okay, um, Joey Barton. Because he loves philosophy so much, Greek philosophy, send him to Greece. And I've got here in a threesome, (laughs) not that sort of threesome, Suarez, Pardew and Costa, all liable manager and couple of players to losing their tempers, as we know. Suarez more than others. So I think they need a meditation retreat. I'm sending them to Dali Alarm teach. <laughs> Dalai Lama, <laughs> Dahlia. you know Dalai Lama. He's a lovely big prophet. He lives in India.
4: Dalai Lama. That's hey, exactly where Dalie. <laughs> hey, Dahlia, where's your lama? <laughs> to
2: India. I can't carry on. If you got any more. Do you mean the Dalai Lama?
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I do
2: mean. Um, So India, yes, for a retreat, (laughs) for some meditations. Um, How about you, Kate, any more? No. We're done? Thank you very much. And remember, you can follow us on Twitter at OffsideRulePod. You can also go to the website, OffsideRulePodcast.com, and just tell us about a couple of new articles on there. So we've done uh, hot players to look out
4: for at AFCON. We've got five young Bundesliga players to watch out for. Our European reporter Susie Schaff has given us that one. And talking of the African Cup of Nations, um, this week, we're obviously re- releasing on Thursday, but this, this week we, we would have had an, an interview connected to AFCON every single day on the website. So if you're looking for AFCON content, go to OffsideRulepodcast.com.
2: Thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Oh, yes! oh, 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 yes!
0: The Offside Rule We Get It
4: is brought to you by Continental
0: Tires.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.